Hey everybody, welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dobius, and I am going to bring you the Week 4 Injury Update. There are a lot of them, there are a lot of big name players, and there is a lot of big fantasy implications here for Week 4. Yeah, like usual, I'm just going to start out with the confirmed out players, then I'm going to move on to the questionable, then the probable slash will play category. Uh, And then it's obviously ordered by position, starting with quarterback, running back, receiver, and then tight end. Uh, If you do want to see a written format of this whole list, make sure to check out BarelyAthletic.com. You can see it there. It's an injury update article for week four. Uh, Make sure to follow us on social media as well. Instagram is at Barely underscore Athletic. TikTok and YouTube is at Barely Athletic. We post videos multiple times a week talking about who to start, who to sit, and some big injury news. So. Let's start out with the out category. Uh, This one's not a surprise to a lot of people. It is Christian McCaffrey, the running back for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Unfortunately, he's made this list once again. Um, He was was on this list a lot last season. So uh, he's going to miss this week. Uh, He will most likely miss the week after that and maybe the week after that uh, with a hamstring injury. The good news, he was not placed on the IR. When you're placed on the IR, that means you usually are expected to miss. I mean, you're going to miss three weeks, if not more. Uh, They did not place McCaffrey on the IR, meaning that they are somewhat confident that he can come back in three weeks or less. So that is a very good sign for McCaffrey owners. He avoided that IR designation. Uh, Unfortunately for McCaffrey owners, he's out this week. Chuba Hubbard, hopefully you grabbed him off the waiver wire. He was a top target. Hopefully you drafted him if you're a McCaffrey owner. We definitely... uh, Told you to do that, so hopefully if you listen to that advice, you're sitting pretty because he is going to take over as the lead back this week for the Carolina Panthers against the Dallas Cowboys. I think Chuba Hubbard's going to be a fine flex play. He's got RB2 upside as well. Um, it, it just the reason why I don't have him as like an RB1 or anything like that because he, he might get the carries uh, like an RB1, but the Dallas Cowboys actually have a, a decent run defense this season. Uh, they're definitely worse against the pass than they are against the run. But Chuba, with the amount of volume that he's going to get, he should be a uh, very good flex play with some upside. Moving on to the wide receivers in the out category, we have Julio Jones for the Tennessee Titans. Julio Jones is going to miss this week with a hamstring injury. Uh, I would say that A.J. Brown is going to have a good week in Julio Jones's absence, but uh, as as you will learn about, very soon in this episode, uh, A.J. Brown will not play either. So, uh, yeah, clearly won't have a good week. There are no replacement receivers for the Tennessee Titans that I feel comfortable starting. No Josh Reynolds. Uh, none of that. I, I just I just don't have faith that they are going to put up enough fantasy points for me to be happy with him. I don't see the point in picking up any Titans receivers, uh, especially because they're going up against the Jets, who actually have a sneaky good secondary uh, allowing the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks uh, this season. And with Ryan Tannehill kind of in a slump, I don't expect the passing game to be uh, to be average at best, you know, uh, for the Tennessee Titans. It's not going to look good. Um, like I mentioned, A.J. Brown, he's going to be out as well, just like his fellow teammate Julio Jones, also a hamstring injury. Uh, and like I stated before, no other receivers Uh, it's really just Derrick Henry that I feel confident starting for the Tennessee Titans. Moving on to the final player on this out list. That is Sterling Shepard, the wide receiver for the New York Giants. Shepard will miss this week with a hamstring injury. Darius Slayton, the other wide receiver, he will also be out this week 
this leaves plenty of opportunity. Well, I didn't put on Darius Slayton as his own category because I didn't think he was too fantasy relevant. That's the reasoning there. Uh, but he's going to be out as well. So Shepard Slayton out. That leaves opportunity for Kenny Galladay. Galladay should be a, a solid flex option, at least, uh, theoretically. Uh, I have him as a, as a pretty good flex option this week. If he doesn't perform well this week, then we're going to need to have a, a serious discussion about Kenny Galladay's fantasy value. If Galladay does not perform this week, uh, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't matter the defense, right? It, it, it really shouldn't matter the defense. He is going to be the clear wide receiver one. And we know Daniel Jones is capable of having a fantasy relevant receiver. We saw it with Sterling Shepard the first two weeks. So uh, the Saints are beatable. Their, their secondary is beatable. So Galladay should have a good fantasy week. If he doesn't, there's going to be a lot of red flags, and uh, he might be dropped in a lot of leagues, and I might recommend that. So if he doesn't have a good fantasy week, might want to think about kicking him to the curb. Anyway, moving on to the questionable category. Let's start out with the quarterbacks. We have Lamar Jackson for the Baltimore Ravens. He missed Wednesday and Thursday's practice with a back problem, but he did return on Friday with a full practice, which is very good. Um, I would say that Lamar Jackson is more likely to play this week rather than not uh, against Denver, but I would just make sure to have a backup ready just in case if there's any setbacks. Uh, he does have that the game in the late afternoon window, so it's, for me, 3.30 central time. Um, so, so make sure to, to have a backup plan that's either playing in the late window or after that, just in case if there are any setbacks during practice, uh, and Lamar Jackson will be declared out. But uh, he, he's, with the news right now, it looks like he's going to play. Uh, Andy Dalton for the Chicago Bears. He's going to be a game-time decision on Sunday. Now, it's, it's going to be between him and Justin Fields. There isn't really a lot of fantasy implications here because I, no matter who the quarterback is for the Bears, there's really only two players that you're starting for Chicago, and that is Allen Robinson and David Montgomery. Those are the only two. Allen Robinson, because he's the clear number one, and he's just so talented that you can't not start him. And then David Montgomery, because he's the running back, it really doesn't matter who the quarterback is, Montgomery's going to get a lot of carries. Don't start anybody else. I know that some people like Justin Fields and super flex and uh, don't just don't don't do that this week. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen just from an NFL standpoint. But for a fantasy standpoint, just Robinson, David Montgomery, this quarterback change uh, doesn't really matter. So uh, speaking of quarterbacks that don't matter, ooh, burn. Let's talk about Carson Wentz for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, he has not been looking good this season. Uh, but I thought I should put him on this list anyway because he's somewhat relevant for fantasy. He is questionable with those uh, with the ankle injuries that he suffered in week two. You're not going to start Wentz anyway. Uh, if you are, you're crazy. Do not start him. Uh, and he doesn't. It doesn't really have much effect uh, on the rest of the team uh, because you're starting Jonathan Taylor. I would start Naeem Hines. Uh, but Michael Pittman, I feel like you're going to start no matter who the quarterback is because it was clear that whether it's it's Wentz or or Jacob Eason. Uh, Pittman's going to be heavily targeted, and he's going to be the wide receiver one, at least until T.Y. Hilton comes back. So you're only starting Pittman. It uh, doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Uh, not many fantasy implications there. Moving on to the running backs in the questionable category, we have Delvin Cook for the Minnesota Vikings. He is dealing with an ankle injury that kept him out of last week's game against Seattle. Um, he had a full week of limited practice. I think this all but confirms that he is going to play in some capacity on Sunday. Uh, luckily Delvin Cook plays in that early window, the noon central time. 
uh, owners should know 90 minutes before game time if he is declared out. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that if he is going to play, which he's expected to, I would say, uh, he's going to be a solid start uh, for, for your fantasy team this week, even if he's limited. So even if it's a, a, a limited situation, he's so talented that he's going to score you some fantasy points. Uh, in, in terms of Madison, if Delvin Cook does play, I am not starting Madison, even if Cook is going to be limited, uh, just because they can say that Cook's going to be limited and then they could give him the full workload. You don't want to deal with that. Uh, but if Delvin Cook doesn't play, you obviously want to play Madison because he's going to get a ton of carries. We saw that last week against the Seahawks. Moving on to the next running back, we have Antonio Gibson, the running back for the Washington football team. Gibson's questionable with a shin injury. But the head coach uh, for the Washington football team, Ron Rivera, stated that he is pretty confident that Gibson will play, but he wants to see how he feels on Sunday before making the final decision. Uh, this makes it seem like Gibson will will play unless any setbacks occur. Um, yeah, Gibson, again, he plays in the early window, just like Delvin Cook. will know 90 minutes before game time. Gibson, if he does play, he's going to have a, a pretty solid game. I have him as an RB1 this week. So if Gibson doesn't play, it'll be J.D. McKissick. Um, it's kind of the same thing as Madison. If, if Gibson is out, you play J.D. McKissick. If Gibson does play, you don't play J.D. McKissick. And those are the fantasy implications. Luckily, again, you'll know 90 minutes before game time. Um, moving on to Josh Jacobs for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, after not practicing at all during week three, Josh Jacobs, he at least had some limited practices on Thursday and Friday. It's a step in the right direction, but I'm not comfortable yet starting Josh Jacobs this week. Even if he has that extra day to heal because he plays Monday night, I'm still not uh, confident. I'm not comfortable at all. Peyton Barber and Kenyon Drake, uh, they should have value once again if Josh Jacobs is out, but I am not going to risk it with any of these guys this week. Uh, I, I would recommend benching all Raiders running backs until further notice, hopefully until next week when we get more news. Because the, the worst thing that can happen is, uh, let's say you're Josh Jacobs' owner, you put him in the starting lineup, Monday night he doesn't play and you don't have his handcuffs. That's terrible. That's a bad scenario. All right, what if you do have the handcuff? Is it going to be Peyton Barber? Is it going to be Kenyon Drake? I, I don't know. Do you really want to, to wait until Monday night to see if you're going to win your fantasy league? This is, this is, I, I don't trust in Peyton Barber or Kenyon Drake or Josh Jacobs if he's limited to win me a week. The, there's, I, I see it way more probable for all these players to let you down uh, over scoring enough points for you to be happy. It's just, this is, this is a headache, and it's something that it's best to just avoid. Just don't deal with it. It's better to just sit them on your bench. This is something that'll be, that you would, it's going to be better to be wrong about uh, on your bench than to be, yeah. It's just, if, if you keep them on your bench and they score a lot of points, I'm actually okay with that. Because it's better than starting them and then putting up nothing. So, yeah, just don't do any Raiders. Uh, Elijah Mitchell for the San Francisco 49ers. He is questionable this week with a shoulder injury he missed last game, uh, and he's most likely going to be limited this week if he does play. Uh, given that he isn't the clear lead back for this team yet, I'm not going to be starting him this week. There isn't a guarantee of carries. He will most likely be limited if he does play. 49ers like to rotate running backs. It's going to be Mitchell. Sermon, use check is going to be uh, 
heavily involved as well. Um, and we saw that last game. So don't start Mitchell either. Uh, final running back in the questionable list. It is Melvin Gordon, the running back for the Denver Broncos. He's dealing with a rib and lower leg injury. That makes him questionable for this week's matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Gordon did have multiple limited practices this week, uh, which makes him more probable than anything, uh, but he's still officially labeled as questionable. Uh, Gordon, I think, is going to be a solid flex play. It is a difficult matchup, and some carries might be given to Javante Williams, uh, as Gordon is still dealing with all these injuries, but I think Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon are flex options for this week. Uh, Darnell Mooney starting off with the wide receivers in the questionable category. Darnell Mooney for the Chicago Bears. He's questionable this week uh, against the Detroit Lions with a groin injury. As much as I like Mooney's potential and this matchup, I don't have enough confidence in the Bears passing game to start Mooney or any other Bears wide receiver besides Allen Robinson. Uh, It's a great matchup, but I haven't seen enough out of the Bears passing game for me to want to start Mooney. So he will sit on my bench once again. Uh, maybe the, the time will come. The time will come I, where Mooney becomes a, a reliable receiver, but just not going to be this week. Uh, next wide receiver and the final receiver in the questionable category, Chase Claypool for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He missed Friday's practice with hamstring injury, and uh, he is questionable. But given the fact that he was downgraded to a did not practice on Friday, I would actually list him as doubtful instead of questionable. And I would pass on Chase Claypool for this week. It's going to be Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster, who I will be talking about in a little bit. So do not start Claypool this week. Let's talk about tight ends. I got two of them here, big names as well. George Kittle for the 49ers. He is questionable with a calf injury for this week. Uh, Head coach Kyle Shanahan stated that they will have a good idea on Saturday involving Kittle's availability. So maybe by the time you're listening to this, there will be further news. Um, But as of right now, that's where we're sitting at. If George Kittle is out, uh, we can see an increase in targets for players like Brandon Ayuk, similar to what happened last year. Um, It's going to be more targets to Debo and Ayuk. Hopefully hopefully we can get some good things out out of Kittle's injury, but uh, obviously, if Kittle does play, then you start him. I mean, it's it's, it's that simple. Uh, moving on to Rob Gronkowski for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Gronk is doubtful for this week with a rib injury uh, that he suffered last week against the Rams. He, yeah, it, it's doubtful. And I would look towards picking somebody else up. I think it's time to look for a replacement tight end for this week. Uh, you can pick up players like Jared Cook, Dawson Knox, Mike Kosicki. Uh, they might be available on waivers. I know Mike Kosicki out of the three of them is the most owned, and I think he's owned in 63% of ESPN leagues last time I checked. Uh, so these players, there's a good chance they could be available. I mean, Mike Kosicki, Jared Cook, Dawson Knox, I would go in that order, and I think that is the order of availability as well. Let's move on to the final category for today. That is the probable slash will play category. Let's start off with the running backs because there are no quarterbacks. Uh, Jonathan Taylor for the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor, he is dealing with a knee injury, but he did practice in a limited fashion all week. Uh, He will most likely be playing this week against Miami. He should be a low-end RB1. Uh, I do think that Naeem Hines is going to be a good option for this week as Taylor might have less involvement in this game due to this injury, Uh, but I think he will. uh, there's a very high chance that he is going to play. So I like Hines and Taylor this week. Daryl Henderson for the Los Angeles Rams head coach Sean McVay stated that he anticipates Henderson to play this week after missing last week with a rib injury. 
Uh, I do also believe that Henderson will play this week, but I think that it'll be in a very limited fashion, uh, creating a, a, a very ugly split with Sony Michelle. Um, so I would not recommend starting either Rams running back this week. Uh, let's go to wide receivers. Tyler Lockett for the Seattle Seahawks. This one was a uh, kind of a surprise here. Uh, so Lockett's dealing with a hip injury, held him out of Thursday's practice, but he did return to practice on Friday. Uh, Lockett is still expected to play. He should be an obvious start uh, for his matchup this week against the 49ers, division rivals there. So Lockett, I, I think, is good to go. Uh, if anything, this just boosts DK Metcalf's value um, in case of Lockett's limited, but he, he should be healthy, um, healthy enough to play is really all that matters. So uh, next receiver, Kenny Galladay, not Kenny Galladay, Keenan Allen. I don't know where that came from. Keenan Allen for the Los Angeles Chargers. Galladay is actually good. He was dealing with an injury earlier this week, but he uh, did not make the injury report for Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. So uh, you can relax, Galladay fans. Um, but Keenan Allen, let's talk about him for the Los Angeles Chargers. He had limited practices all the, uh, this entire week. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Um, I, I think that even if the, the game was on Sunday, Keenan Allen would play. But the fact that he doesn't play until Monday night gives him plenty of time to heal up before game. Uh, I think he's a solid wide receiver, too, for this week. Um, apparently, he's the wide receiver, too, on the Chargers as well behind Mike Williams. But yeah. He should be heavily involved in this game. It's going to be a very exciting one Monday night. Can't wait. Let's talk about Will Fuller for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, he is expected to play this week after being questionable with a chest and elbow injury. Uh, we saw that during last game. Uh, it, it's not really the injury that concerns me for Will Fuller. It is his usage. I did not see anything last week that made me want to even think about putting Fuller in my starting lineup for this week. He should be on your bench until he proves otherwise. Simple as that. Deontay Johnson. We're moving on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Deontay Johnson, he was taken off the injury report, which is very good news considering he missed last game due to that knee injury. Johnson should be uh, good to go, and I, I have him as a wide receiver three because he's a difficult matchup against the Packers. He is going to be the wide receiver one on the team, uh, and Jair Alexander is probably going to be covering him, and that is a very tough matchup. It's like every time... Uh, a couple of years ago, every time your receiver matched up against Stephon Gilmore, you just knew it wasn't going to end well. Uh, that's kind of what's happening here. Deontay Johnson, he should get uh, a decent amount of targets, but his ceiling is kind of capped because of Alexander and the Green Bay Packers defense, who are looking better and better each week. Juju Smith-Schuster, we are not done with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Juju was taken off the injury report as well. He will play this week against the Green Bay Packers. I have him as a decent flex, um, with Claypool most likely being out or at least dealing with an injury in some capacity. Uh, Juju should get more targets than usual, unless they're going to go to James Washington like they did last week, which is really weird and very frustrating. Uh, but I, I still see Juju's upside, uh, and I have him as a decent flex. The final player on this list, a player that we haven't talked about yet this season because he hasn't played. He's been sitting on the IR. He's been taken off the IR. This week, and will play in this game, that is Curtis Samuel for the Washington football team. Ron Rivera, the head coach for the Washington football team, stated himself that Samuel will play this week after being taken off the IR earlier in the week. Uh, I don't think Curtis Samuel should be in your starting lineup just yet, uh, but he is someone to definitely keep an eye on to see how involved he's going to be in this offense. If you really need to, 
I have him valued as a very low end flex, maybe a risky flex, uh, just because I, 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 it, it's a very risky situation if you play a receiver on a new team, new offense that you you just don't know what to expect. Right? How I mean, we know Curtis Samuel's talented, and they have he has a good matchup against Atlanta, but. Yeah, you know what? That matchup against Atlanta gave me a little better feeling. I have him as a low-end flex, not a risky flex, just a very low-end flex. Uh, but he has a very good chance of proving me wrong uh, and performing better than my expectations this week. So uh, he's kind of growing on me, but again, it, the risk factor is there. Um, so uh, coming off of a an injury that put him on the IR and um, in, a, in a new offense is, is always tough. So... Um, Keep your expectations low for Samuel, but his potential for the rest of the season uh, is very high, and and we can get a good idea of what that's going to be during this week's game against the Falcons. And that is it. That is all I have. Uh, I say that's all I have, but there was a lot. There was a lot to talk about. Again, the uh, everything is is written down uh, on our website, barelyathletic.com. Make sure to check that out. Follow us on social media. Uh, all the accounts have stated at the beginning of this episode. Please give us a uh, a thumbs up, give us a like, uh, a review, a comment on what you want to see next, what you want to hear in some episodes. Um, also, comment some fantasy questions. We love answering that, and um, we really appreciate you guys contacting us, giving us your support. Thank you once again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>